Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, May 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. regulators are trying to stop a big drug industry merger. Kyiv says it's blocked a Russian hypersonic missile attack. And Italy can't come up with a plan to spend 200 billion euros in COVID recovery funds. Part of the problem is with some of the spending proposals. There is a town that wants 100,000 euros or a little more to build a new nativity scene that they can put out at Christmas. Our Rome correspondent will tell us what's at stake if Italy can't meet the deadline. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Shares in two big U.S. pharmaceutical companies fell yesterday after regulators sued to try and block them from merging. Biotech heavyweight Amgen plans to buy Horizon Therapeutics for $28 billion. This is the first time in a decade that the Federal Trade Commission has tried to block a pharmaceutical deal. Here's the FT Stefania Palma. Amgen is already a significant market player that has a very strong position vis-a-vis some of the intermediaries in the drug prescription industry. Uh, what they are scared of is the fact that when once you combine their current market power together with uh, the access that they would have to Horizon's very popular treatments, that they could further exercise control and push these intermediaries to prefer their own drugs in the market. And this is something that the FTC is very concerned about, generally because the current chair, Lena Khan, has really heightened scrutiny of all the different market mechanisms in uh, the pharma sector that could potentially harm consumers with higher prices. Have Amgen and Horizon responded or have others in the industry responded? Absolutely. So uh, Amgen said that it was disappointed with uh, this decision, that it remains committed to completing this deal. Um, it also argued that over the course of months, it had already addressed uh, the questions that ha- that were raised by, by the regulator and that it had proven that basically the deal uh, would pose no competitive harm. Importantly, I think, just to give a sense of the stance of the two companies, they both said that they would work with the courts to try and close the deal by mid-December. So they are definitely determined. What could this signal for the pharmaceutical industry in general? Um, I think companies are probably looking at this as uh, a very strong sign that this might not be the only deal that is raising concern at the agency. Stefania Palma is the FT's U.S. legal and enforcement correspondent. Kyiv was hit with a huge barrage of missiles early yesterday morning. It's the latest in a series of attacks over the past two weeks. The FT's Ukraine correspondent Chris Miller was in Kyiv when yesterday's hit. We woke up around 3 a.m. in the night, and there were a series of loud explosions the uh, windows and walls of my apartment here in the city center of Kiev were shaking, and it was uh, incredibly intense. Um, the missiles came in very quick succession. We found out later that Russia had launched these hypersonic Kinjal missiles that are supposed to be unable to be intercepted. But somehow, Ukraine's air defense forces managed to shoot down six of them, as well as several drones, apparently. So, Chris, how significant is it that Ukraine was able to knock out these weapons? 
Yeah, it says very clearly that the Western weapons that are flowing into Ukraine are working. Ukraine, of course, needs and wants more. It's, President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky was on this big European tour in Rome, Berlin, Paris, London over the weekend, and he managed to secure more Western weapons, uh, including uh, some air defense weaponry. That's going to be key as it gets ready to launch its, its counteroffensives, but just generally to secure its cities. So, Chris, what does this say about where we are in the war? I mean, the, the big narrative around this time was supposed to be the big Ukraine counteroffensive. Does this attack by Russia undercut that? No, I think what we're seeing now is actually the beginnings of Ukraine's counteroffensive and Russia trying to fend off that counteroffensive really before it gets it gets going. If, if we look at what happened last year when uh, Ukraine managed to wrest back a lot of this territory in eastern Kharkiv uh, region and, and also in the south, uh, taking the city of Kherson back from Russian forces. It, it actually took a month for, for Ukraine to get the ball rolling on that counteroffensive. And before its forces began streaming through Russian lines, it launched all of these missile attacks hitting command and control centers, logistical hubs, um, artillery systems. And it's doing that right now, too. Uh, you know, so this is all preparation uh, for Ukraine really to get its counteroffensive going. And everyone in here is expecting it to get underway in earnest, uh, likely within the next several weeks. Chris Miller is a Ukraine correspondent for the FT. Italy is the largest recipient of EU pandemic recovery funds, 200 billion euros. But it's having a hard time coming up with a plan for how to spend that money in time to meet the EU's deadline. To find out what's holding things up, I'm joined now by our Rome correspondent, Amy Kasman. Hi, Amy. Hi. All right, so what is the holdup, Amy? Italy's problem is that Italy is very slow to spend money. It has big bureaucracy, lots of administrative procedures. It's supposed to keep to some very, very tight deadlines, and it is falling behind in meeting those deadlines. At the same time, a lot of money is also going to cities and municipalities where the local officials definitely have some strange ideas of what they're supposed want to do with the money. The money is supposed to be going to uplift neighborhoods and areas that are a little bit down at heel, maybe in need of of a boost. But some of the programs have been a little bit controversial and perhaps unusual. Oh, I love controversial and perhaps unusual. Can you give us a little bit of a flavor of what's out there? The first projects that really caught the attention of Brussels were, in fact, two big sports stadium projects. They were fairly large projects, around 150 million euro combined between the two of them. But there's also a ton of little quirky projects in smaller cities and smaller towns. Like there's a town in Sicily that wants to finish building a horse race track that was started 30 years ago and never finished. There's a town in Tuscany that wants to renovate the golf course with 4 million euros of public money. There's another town that wants to build a solar panel dog and cat shelter for stray animals. So there's a lot of projects that people are really asking, is this the kind of thing that public money should be spent for? Okay, so Rome plans to present the EU with a revised 
plan by the end of next month. What happens if the government can't come up with a plan that's acceptable and that uses the money up by the deadline in June 2026? So Italy's ability to use or not use this money well and wisely will have repercussions for future financial integration in the EU and the willingness of the EU as a bloc to potentially engage in other common borrowing programs. But it's also very important for Italy as a whole. Italy is a highly indebted country and needs to find a way to accelerate its growth to make its debts more sustainable. And the investments of this COVID recovery fund are supposed to be a big way that it's supposed to do that, modernizing many aspects of its economy, strengthening infrastructure so that it's in a position to grow faster, which would help make its debt burden more sustainable. So if it stumbles, it's going to make a lot of people and investors holding Italian government debt start to look a bit more nervously at Italy's overall picture. So there is actually quite a lot at stake here. Amy Kasman is the FT's Rome correspondent. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.